Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to talk about potential full moon ritual ideas. I do want to say that I have a full moon meditation on Saturday on October 31st at 12 p.m. Central Time, and I'm going to close the calendar for that at 3 p.m. Central Time on the 30th. So if you would like to join us for a live full moon meditation, it is a cord cutting ceremony. Please be sure to sign up before 3 p.m. on the 30th. I'm going to be sending out documents and instructions, and I don't want to have to send any last minute or miss anybody. So I'm just going to make sure that I have everyone who's attending already signed up. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with what cord cutting is, is that to put it simply, when we move throughout our day-to-day life, when we have encounters with people, we develop some type of energetic tie with them. And we can also develop energetic ties to our thoughts, to negative thinking patterns, to limiting beliefs, and even to addiction. And so when we have these ties to things, the more often we do them, the stronger the cord becomes, the more intimate we are with somebody, the stronger the cord becomes. And if it's time for that person to leave our life, or if it's time for us to quit a habit or let go of an unhelpful belief, it can be helpful to have a ceremony that officiates it and really does help energetically clear your energetic field of these outdated ties that are just collecting dust and wearing you down and taking up space in your energetic field. And so if there has been anything that you've been wanting to release and let go of, making it official or having extra support to do that, it might be helpful for you to join our group on October 31st. And so today we are going to be talking about a little bit of a less intense full moon ceremony. It's something that you can do at home. It is more of a writing meditation. And the first step in a full moon ceremony is first of all, remembering what the full moon is auspicious for. And so if you remember when I talk about the new moon, it's an auspicious time to begin something new or to set a new intention because as light is added to the moon, this is going to help add energy to your intention, help it grow and help it to manifest. And so when the moon is full, the only place to go is down. So energy and light will be stripped from the moon. And so this process helps us to give up, release, and let go of that which is no longer serving us. And so it's a time to reflect on what in your life needs to be cleaned out and released. And of course, this is your full moon ceremony, so it can be absolutely anything. Again, it can be a person, it can be an unhelpful thought, it could be a habit, it could be an addiction. I do want to say that astrologically, there is a lot around relationships right now. And so even if you are in a relationship that is very loving and very supportive, 
There may be something like releasing your tendency to be codependent or releasing your tendency to feel like you're unworthy in this relationship. And if you're single, maybe reflecting on aspects of your life that are keeping you from being open to intimacy or aspects of your life that are not super helpful when it comes to beginning a relationship. So it is particularly auspicious for relationships, reviewing relationships, and being practical in partnership and what it means to be committed. But again, it can also be an addiction, giving up cigarettes, giving up alcohol. It could be an unhelpful thinking pattern, like I am not lovable or I am not worthy. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that when we start talking about the process for letting this go. So the first step is just remembering what the full moon is auspicious for, and then it's setting the scene. And so it's very helpful to have something that requires fire. And so this could be setting incense. It could be using sage or palo santo to clear the corners of your house, clear the air. You could use incense. But if you don't have fire available to you, Sound is also an incredible way to clear the air and to break up stagnant energy. And I actually learned this from one of my favorite teachers is it's helpful to clap. And so you can clap into the corners of your house. You can clap throughout your house. You can clap around your body, but that sound can help disperse stagnant energy And ringing a bell could be helpful. If you have a drum that you can carry throughout the house, a drum can also be used to do this. Um, But so using the scent, using fire to help clear the space. Um, And of course, when I say fire, I mean like burning incense, burning Palo Santo, burning sage, or sound can clear the air. But you set the stage, you get things moving, and then you get out a sheet of paper for this process. And so first of all, write this letter as if you're writing it to a person. And so it may literally be a person. So it could be dear Alex, or it could be dear my addiction, dear my outdated negative thought, writing it out as if you are addressing someone you've had a relationship with, because even if it's not a person, you have had a relationship with this thing. And then spend time reflecting on what you have experienced with this thing, what you've experienced with this person, what you've experienced with this addiction. I've felt out of control. I've experienced being out of control. I've experienced being codependent. I've experienced feeling subject to my thoughts. You know, just noticing what you've experienced throughout this relationship and writing down a few things. Then spend time reflecting on how it made you feel. What did you feel in this experience? Did you feel sad? Did you feel unworthy? Did you feel rejected or unwanted? And then acknowledge what purpose this thing had in your life. 
And so if it is a negative thought, like I'm unlovable, and I use this as an example a lot because I feel like a lot of people have this thought sometimes, or I'm unworthy. And noticing the core reason of why we feel that way and why we think that way. And oftentimes, maybe not all the time, but often when we develop these thoughts when we're little, it's generally because maybe we weren't getting the attention we needed when we were little, we were being not treated properly when we were little. And when we're little, it's too terrifying to acknowledge that our caregiver is not enough. It is too threatening to our survival to consider that our caregiver is not adequate. And so we do what is better for our survival, and that is to put the blame on ourselves. Because if we are unlovable, it feels more in control because it means that we can do something to be better. We can do something to be more worthy of love. If it's within our control, we can change it. Whereas if we look at it being our caretaker, actually being inadequate and being unable to give us the love we deserve, we are no longer in control. And it's far more terrifying for a younger person. And so it may be sitting and thinking, wow, like the purpose of this was for my survival. My brain did what it needed to do to protect me, but I don't need that anymore as an adult. If it's a person, it could be this person came into my life to teach me boundaries. <laughs> this person came into my life to teach me there's a space inside of myself that needs to be healed. It could be an addiction, you know, this addiction came into my life to help me numb something that I was too afraid to feel. And now I'm ready to really work through the feelings of this thing. So taking time to acknowledge the space that it held and its purpose in our life, even if it's painful, you know, and we can acknowledge the good things too. This person did teach me how to love in a deeper, more intimate way that's appropriate as well. It's just, if it is time to release and let go, we want to be honest with ourselves about why. Why is that? And you can finish this exercise by sending gratitude, which I know can be so incredibly challenging. And so it doesn't need to be that you're just overflowing with gratitude for this person who mistreated you or for these thoughts that have plagued you, right? But maybe looking at the deeper level of, I'm grateful for this path because I wouldn't be who I am right now without this experience. And it could be, I'm thankful for this thought that tried to protect me when I was little. It did the best that it could. It, it didn't end up being as helpful as I thought it was going to be or as my brain anticipated it being, but I don't need it anymore and I appreciate that it was trying. And if it's a person, I appreciate encountering this person and learning what I did and learning to be more in tune with who I am, learning how to take my power back from someone who had such a deep influence on me. So it doesn't have to be all about that person and being grateful to that person or grateful to this incident, grateful to this thought, but it's grateful for what it did in you. It might be more helpful that way. 
and then you can sign it off, sign your name, however you wish. Good luck with love, sending gratitude, signing your beautiful name, folding it up and destroying it. And so you can choose to tear up a piece of paper. If you have a controlled environment where it feels safe, you can set it on fire, disposing of this and releasing it and letting it go. And another element to add on to this, if you would like, is to have a totem readily available. And so this could be a figurine. I have a Gyanyin that I love to use. It could be a stone. It could be really anything, any little totem that you have laying around. And you can hold your totem after this practice and infuse it with how it feels to release and let go of this thing and really feel what it's like to be liberated from this person, thought, addiction. And it's going to be helpful for you because you can carry this totem in your pocket, you can carry it in your bag, and when you start having these thoughts, because we're human, it's not like we do the ceremony and then it's gone forever. It's still going to come up. But having a totem or a touchstone helps us remember why we did it, and it helps to remind us that we took our power back, that we don't have to give in to this thing anymore, to this person anymore, and it helps you stand in your sovereignty and in your power. So I hope that this was helpful, and I hope that you have a little bit of inspiration for your full moon ceremony. I would say after you sit with your totem, take five or 10 minutes to really meditate on it and then clear your own energy. So I mentioned like clapping around yourself. You can clap around yourself. You can sage yourself, Palo Santo yourself, and then get outside, go outside, drink plenty of water, let your, your energy clear, let the fresh air just saturate you and clean you off take a nice walk, get fresh oxygen, get some sunshine, and come back renewed. I do want to say that we are entering a pretty crazy month. November is going to be pretty intense, and I will save that to talk about on the next podcast, but I do just want to say in advance to be safe, be well, take care of yourself, and Do the best that you can to avoid conflict and to diffuse arguments. So again, I hope that this was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now, and happy full moon. Thank you so much.